there's a war going on, and you might not even know it's happening. Several years ago, Ukraine was cyber-compromised two years in a row, and threat actors, Russia, turned off the power each time. Cyber warfare is real, and there's a lot at stake for countries and companies, especially those who provide essential services like AEP. We control influence about a large portion of the center of the United States, um, probably about a quarter to a third of the country with our, at least our transmission. If someone successfully hacked AEP, they could cause serious damage and put lives at risk. That's why AEP has a team on the front lines of this war fighting to keep the company and its employees safe. So I absolutely do not want people taking this fear and hiding under their desk with tinfoil hats. That's, that's not the intent. The intent is the threat is real in your personal life and at work, so you always have to be cautious. In this episode, we're discussing how AEP protects itself from online threats. At AEP, we have a big stake in the security of our nation. Power grids are attractive targets for hackers because taking them out could create chaos. Steve Swick is a nationally recognized expert on grid security. He's also the vice president of AEP's security operations, both physical and cyber. We sat down with Steve to learn more about what AEP is doing to make sure the lights stay on. Steve, there's a lot of fear around getting hacked and cybersecurity in general. And really, it's the fear of the unknown. So let's start by having a level set. What's actually at stake if someone were to successfully attack the nation's electric grid? When you talk about, in theory, uh, a lot of times when, when I'm talking to people in D.C., a Department of Energy, a DHS, they talk a lot about a major cyber event bringing down the power for the United States. We control influence about a large portion of the center of the United States, um, probably about a quarter to a third of the country with our, at least our transmission. And the fear is that we are going to get, we get impacted and that power goes out. The reality is the chance of that happening, the likelihood because of the designs that AEP and our peers have done to maintain the resiliency and the security that helps us maintain that resiliency. The chance of that happening is not likely. However, when you talk about Several years ago, Ukraine was cyber compromised two years in a row and threat actors, Russia, turned off the power each time. One year they shut it off twice. The next year they came in and shut off again. Our environment is extremely different than theirs. The controls, the levels of security, the capabilities, the skill sets within our, our organization, transmission, generation, distribution, and in security is significantly higher than than what they have. And we've been designing for for security controls and resiliency for years. So there's some very big differences, but we have seen a country hacked and the power turned off. We've been hearing a lot more about cybersecurity recently because there was a major attack that happened in December of 2020. It was called SolarWinds and it's the largest cyber attack in history. So let's talk about what happened and what happened there and how it impacted AEP. SolarWinds is a piece of network monitoring software that 499 of the top 500 companies leverage. So we're one of those 499. That software just monitors our all our network devices that, that enable us to have 
the network, enable us to have the internet. All those systems need to be monitored and managed to make sure they stay up, stay stable. So this is one of the top packages that does that. SolarWinds is a set of servers and a piece of software we get from a vendor, SolarWinds. That software came in, had been compromised, and then we loaded it on, knowing it's from our trusted vendor, and we were running that late version of software that was compromised. So it was set to, at a certain point, reach out and try to communicate with the, the threat actors, the bad guys, which was Russia. When that software tried to reach out, in AEP's case, it was not successful getting out to get go talk to. But in a lot of government agencies and a lot of other major companies, it was successful. It made that communication out and got a response back from the, the threat actor. And then that threat actor controlled that system that SolarWinds was on. For those companies who were compromised, what what did Russia do when they were actually inside their systems? So they were um, collecting emails, collecting documents, uh, monitoring different communications, just collecting intelligence. The concern is they could have done other things while they were in controlling those systems. The SolarWinds attack absolutely was an unknown for a large portion of the government and major companies. In many cases, they were probably in their networks for months. So that is a pretty scary thing to not know that a threat actor, a a nation state threat actor is in your network doing things and you don't know where they are or what they're doing. So I've been technically been doing information security for over 30 years, cyber side, at least over well over 20. Um, what keeps me awake is the things I don't know, actually. So I talked about the SolarWinds attack. We know what they did, but we don't know what they didn't do. So things like that are concern me. Things about a user clicking on something that my team doesn't see, and the user doesn't know they clicked on something bad, and then something sneaks in the back door. Those are the things where really, that's why we have the, the security team trained like it is, to find those things that we did not see. It's all those things which we call that threat hunting. We've got people continually looking to try to find those threats that we didn't see. Those are the ones that really scare me more on the cyber side. Who's behind a lot of these cybersecurity issues? And, you know, who are the main people trying to attack AEP or just other people in the utility industry? So AEP does get um, attempted attacks all the time. Every minute of the day, we are seeing different types of attacks. In fact, billions per day. Types of that potentially threatening actions that are coming at AEP. Some cases, they're coming at us through from countries that can't get to us. So we blocked certain countries because we don't do business with them and all we see are threatening actions. We don't, we don't allow their traffic to get to us. So there, there's a several countries that can't get to us directly. Russia and China are the two big ones, which they're, they're on the Department of Homeland Security threat list. Uh, really, the list we have primarily came from Department of Homeland Security, Department of Energy advisories that these are known threat countries known to have formal cyber attack capabilities that they leverage. So cyber warfare is real, and that is what they're leveraging against countries and then companies in the U.S., but they could 
compromise another in another country or compromise um, a university in the U.S. and then use that to come at us. So we know that just blocking them is just a speed bump to give us one more layer of security on, on top of our multi-layers of security. But we're continually monitoring those attacks. Okay. I want to go back and talk about something that you said earlier. AEP sees lots of different types of cyber attacks every day. Let's talk more about that and what goes into stopping those attacks. Are most of them swept up by programs, or do employees have to find them and remove them from our systems? So the, the types of attacks that we look at and the, the way it happens when we're protecting ourselves, there is a lot of automation in place because I could have hundreds of people working for me doing this and we still wouldn't have enough. So there's tons of automation that is built in place. There's some advanced security tools that do a lot of that blocking filtering before it gets to us. And, and a lot of these are known types of attacks that, that are, have either been recently shared or, or shared in, the, in previously in the recent days, months, years. So we track these things going back decade plus, and then we keep that and protect against those types of attacks. So the automation is very, extremely critical for us. It's really the, the unique targeted attacks from advanced threat actors like this one for solar winds. That's really where our security team is really focused. And fortunately we have a, a lot of very good talent at AEP and very skilled cyber capabilities because those true threat actors are the ones that are going to do what SolarWinds did. They're going to compromise a third party to get to AEP. They're going to leverage some type of targeted phishing. Are some people more at risk of being fished than others? Like, am I less of a target because I don't work in IT or security and I'm not an executive? So it, it isn't about always targeting a specific person as much as getting in, but they definitely create structured targeted emails to our work email. But we have had cases, I have been targeted outside work trying to get into AEP. So Threat Actors created Steve Swick at, uh, don't remember which, AOL.com or it was something like that, and then sent it into our security organization as it was me asking for favors. And our 24-7 desk caught it called me and said, we just got this. It doesn't look right. And I told him, that's not my email address. Block it and clean it up from everybody's mailbox. So those threat actors are real and, and they do research. They, it could be targeting my daughter's track coach and pretending to be the him sending me an email. It's a, uh, the threat is completely real um, that we're trying to protect against. And we do see those unique phishing emails and targeted phishing come in every day. So we have had cases where somebody at AEP was doing business with a third party, that business partner, they were exchanging emails. And at some point during that communication, that business email got compromised because the other user on the other side clicked on something. Now a threat actor owns their email box. It's called a man in a mailbox attack. And now that email is no longer trusted. So they're sending something to Steve Swick, and I've been talking to him all week, so I think it's still them. Well, it's not now. And they send me a document that says, here's the document we discussed. I click on that document. That has happened at AEP several times. So it's almost at times, like, not the obvious things you need to look for. It's more the things that just seem like a little off. 
right? Just slight things. So everybody's life is somewhat public with social media, Facebook. Um, people will know that I've got kids in track or cheerleading or whatever, and they're going to know that what school they go to. So figure out who the track coach is, is pretty easy to figure out. So that's not a stretch to, to figure out pieces of your life because we're sharing a lot of that information. If you're not sharing it, your spouse is, or your kids are. So there's usually a vector for that to, to enable them to get that one step in. And all they really need is that one step to, to give them a foothold. It really is so true that we're sharing a lot of information about ourselves online. You know, pretty much posting on social media, communicating through email, those are normal everyday parts of life now. And sometimes they're pretty much unavoidable. And with that in mind, how do we protect ourselves or how do we take steps to make sure it's less likely that we're a victim? So I absolutely do not want people taking this fear and hiding under the desk with tinfoil hats. That's, that's not the intent. The intent is the threat is real in your personal life and it works. So you always have to be cautious. You always have to be aware of uh, what you're responding to, what link you're clicking on. And, and again, personal life and at work, we want to make sure everyone's secure. We want to make sure AEP is secure. So we just have to use that level of caution and, and think about, did I really talk to the track coach last week? I don't think I did. So why is he responding to me about something that happened? So thinking about small things that may give you that trigger to, to suspect something. And if it's an AEP, inside AEP, you can send it to incidents or incidents.aep.com and I've got a team 24-7 that will look at it and say, that is fake or it's really from your track coach. Go ahead and click on it. That was Steve Swick, Vice President of Security for American Electric Power. If you like this episode, please click to subscribe. New episodes are posted every other week. Thank you for listening and stay safe.